Welcome back to Rational Retriever Training. In this podcast series, I try to focus on the why in retriever training. In this podcast, we'll discuss a dozen training tips for improving and maintaining marking. Marking. Tip number one, train for success. Try never to fail on a mark with your dog. Why? Good marking dogs are confident dogs, and success builds confidence. You want to build a retriever that thinks he will always succeed, a retriever that runs his route with confidence and hunts the area of the fall with persistence. Tip number two, teach your pup to focus on the mark, not the thrower. Do not teach the pup to run to the gun and hunt. You want to teach him pinpoint marking. So shorter marks teach this better than super long marks, where typically super long marks are just teaching your pup to run to the thrower and then start hunting. Tip number three, with each marking setup, get down at your pup's eye level to ensure that he can see the mark from the thrower through the arc all the way to the ground. Also, test the wind to ensure that your marks will be downwind and not into the wind. Why? You don't want your pup quartering and hunting into the wind to a mark. You want him not to primarily use his nose. You want him to primarily use his eyes for marking. So throw your marks downwind so the pup learns to use his eyes to focus and run to that area of the fall, and then he can establish his hunt at the area of the fall. Tip number four. In marking at the line, watch your dog, not the marks. Why? You want to be sure that he sees all the marks and that he does not creep. If pup creeps, do not reward him with a retrieve. Tip number five. If you throw a mark in the water as a splash mark, throw them in weedy water so that the mark does not drift out of the fall location and fool your dog, and it does not teach your dog to fade with the wind because the mark would drift with the wind. Tip number six, balance your marks. Long marks and sparse cover that require drive or punch. Short marks in a patch of cover that require persistence or check down skills. Splash marks in water. Balance with marks that require swimming and then driving far up from the shoreline. Tip number seven. With memory marks, practice with every return on the perfect sit. Lining up for the memory bird. With every return, practice reading your dog's intent for which memory bird he wants. Tip number eight, head swinging. Teach your dog to focus intensely on the mark until you cue him by your silent movement that he should focus on the next mark. Run singles in multiple mark setups so your dog always expects to be sent even if he is running a true triple. Tip number nine, do not take delivery of the bird until your dog is totally focused on that next memory mark. Sheba, spine, head, eyes, brain, and attitude 
all should be correctly focused on the next memory mark location, then take delivery of the bird. Do not send your dog until he is intensely focused on that spot. Read your dog. His ears are up. His eyebrows are focused. His body posture leaning towards that memory mark. Then send. Some dogs stop panting and they close their mouth when they're really focused on that memory mark. And then they're telling you that they're ready to be sent. Tip number 10. With young dogs, typically it's better to have the thrower help rather than trying to handle that young dog. Why? Dogs live in the moment, and a thrower can quickly help out your young dog. Compare this with a handling battle, so young dogs may not yet handle very well, and a battle with whistle refusals and cast refusals can be counterproductive. So this handling battle can overwhelm the marking concept message that you're trying to teach. Number two, handling on a mark can teach young dogs not to be persistent, to pop and ask the handler for help. The mark should be the dog's responsibility, not the handler's. And number three, handling to the area of the fall and then having a young dog hunted up could lead to a young dog that thinks it's acceptable to be handled in a blind and then lose control and hunt it up at the end of the blind. If you have a more advanced dog handled to correct the route the instant the dog decides not to fight a factor, do not handle a dog that has already reached the area of the fall unless he decides to switch and starts to run to another fall area. Tip number 11. Try to gradually teach new marking concepts that your dog has never seen before. For example, some junior level dogs, the concept of re-entry across an island can be a mental barrier because they've always swam across water to a mark on the shoreline. So for them, they've never seen it where they have to swim across a body of water, drive across some land and enter a second body of water to get to the mark on the second part of land. Another example is a mark thrown in a patch of cover in a fairly open field. Another example is a mark thrown parallel to a dirt road or a linear feature where the retriever must angle away from the linear feature to that mark location. Tip number 12. With advanced dogs, try to throw the marks where the dog is not helped by the wind. So you're teaching your dog to fight that crosswind factor. For example, in a down the shore mark, a crosswind should be pushing your dog towards the shoreline instead of helping your dog stay in the water with a crosswind going away from the shoreline. With a long landmark, throw the bird into the wind. That way, a dog that fades with the wind will backside the gunner and not be rewarded for fading with the wind, while the dog that fights that crosswind will be on the correct side of the gun. If you throw the bird with the wind, the dog that fades with the wind will be in front of the gunner and will be rewarded with the bird, even though he faded with the wind, while the dog that fights the crosswind might be slightly upwind of the mark. 